What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Yeah, because there's a lot of things on uh, purpose and destiny and victory and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so people look to that and forget that the victory means there's a battle somewhere. And so you got to learn how to fight through the battle in order to get to the victory, the purpose and the destiny. And so everybody gets excited about the end and they don't realize that there's a game to be played in between. What's happening? No captain. We went AO about to get a play. Oh, pull up to the table. Let's go. So here's the truth, you guys. We have all experienced some level of trauma, some level of um, uh, bad experiences. We've all been through a battle. We've all been through a storm. But what I have learned, what has made us successful, what has allowed us to really excel in life, build that business, get out of debt, have a successful marriage while I'm not married yet. Um, you know, it's all about how do we respond to the battles? How do we go through them? How, what do we learn from them? And today I'm really excited uh, because we have a, a former NFL player himself, a pastor, a speaker, a professional, a sports chaplain by the name of Jonathan Evans. We all know the Evans family and what they're known for. But what I love about this family is everybody in this family got wisdom. They got knowledge that they've pulled from their own personal experiences. And so I'm really excited to to share uh, with you all what this uh, young man is bringing to the table and really have an honest conversation about how do we endure some of the battles that we've been through. But before we get to this, brother, um, I'm really excited about having him on the show. Two quick things. Number one, really don't forget, you guys, do not forget, if you're just now experiencing uh, me, your boy Anthony O'Neill, the table, please hit that subscribe button and be a part of this family. We are growing exponentially, and, um, and I want us to hit a half a million subscribers by the end of this particular month. And so we're almost there, and I just want to keep spreading the love of Jesus Christ on how do we really grow spiritually, grow our bank accounts, and even grow mentally. And so number two, don't forget, if you are tired of living uh, below average, below um, the average income, my friends over at Bethel Tech um, are actually providing you a way to get into the tech industry within a period of nine months to where you can go from making $40,000 to $100,000 within a period of nine months. The program is absolutely uh, affordable. They will break it up into payment plans. And because you're a part of my particular uh, family and tribe, you will uh, get a scholarship. I don't want you to rack up any debt going into school. 
because that's a battle we're going to talk about later on. And hopefully uh, Jonathan can give us some wisdom and some encouragement about it. So, again, it is anthonyoneal.com forward slash Bethel Tech. That is, again, anthonyoneal.com forward slash Bethel Tech. And so, y'all, let's get to today's show with my friend and my dear brother, uh, Jonathan Evans, um, who is, uh, oh, man, I'm just... Man, when I read your 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 I won't say your resume or your portfolio, but when I read your bio, man, a lot played in the played in the league. Uh, you're a pastor, you're a speaker, and you're a chaplain as well. Um, man, Jonathan, welcome, welcome, bro. I mean, there's so much to you, man. Uh, welcome to the table for the first time, and definitely not the last time. But let's let's jump straight into it. How how are you? And and really. I read a little bit of your bio, but how about you just tell the people exactly who you are and what we'll be talking about today? Well, number one, thank you for having me, first of all, uh, Anthony. As if you, uh, I just appreciate you bringing me on, being a part of what you have going on and what you're building. Um, but again, Jonathan Evans, uh, son of Dr. Tony and Lois Evans, a lot of people know them in the ministry world. Um, and for me, it's just my identity in Christ and trying to, to let that overflow with the gifts and talents that God has given me. So that when God sees me like a head coach who just watched a great player, well done, my good and faithful servant. I mean, that's that's the main thing that I'm after. And my number one thing in my life outside of my relationship with Christ is my family. Uh, you can take all the things away uh, in the bio. The most important thing would be my wife and my five children. I know exactly. Five kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Five kids, 13 to three. So I'm in the middle of the woods. 13 to 3. Yeah, I'm in the middle of the woods with no navigation, just trying to figure this thing out. But we, uh, I'm a little lost at times, but it's fun. It's the it's the joy of my life. Um, I never wanted to grow old with a uh, with a short table. And so me and my wife, because of the Lord, uh, you know, answering our prayers, were able to, to get through that. That was actually one of our battles. But I'm here just to talk about uh, uh, battles and just the things that we face. You know, my dad always said, you're either in a battle on your way to a battle or you just got out of one. Those are your only options in life. And so yeah, yeah. if we're going to be fighting wars and we're going to be um, in the midst of battles, then we need to have the right perspective and we need to understand how to do it. And uh, through my experiences, I wanted to give that perspective to others. Man, that is awesome. You just came out with a, a, a brand new book uh, in September, correct? I'm going to say yeah, that correctly, yes, right? Because I've had the book for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I know it's, it's uh, it just came out. I want to tell the people the name of the book. Yeah, Fighting... It's Fighting Your Battles, yeah. but I mean, what's the subtitle? Yeah, like? Fighting Your Battles. It's uh, uh, the playbook to victory. And we want to give everyone that playbook and so that they experience how uh, to execute. And so that's what it is. Man, listen, Here, here's the thing. Um, I've been through some battles in life and I, and I really wish I had your book. Um, when I was going through battles, and I agree with what what Dr. Tony Evans says, um, we're either coming out, we're about to go in, or we're in the middle of one. Um, and I think sometimes people get scared when they hear that. It's like, wait, so wait, 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 wait. You mean I'm always going to be in the midst of something? It is, but it doesn't have to be uh, miserable if you really understand uh, what season you're in and how to prepare for the season, whether that's a financial battle, whether that's a relationship battle, whether that's an emotional battle, whether that's whatever kind of battle we're coming in, we're going out and we're going to be in the midst of one. And so I got to ask you as someone who's you, when you read and you really study yourself, you come from an amazing family, right? You come from, uh, you played in the league, you know, you have the fame, you have the fortune. I, I'm curious, why did you write the book fighting your battles um, personally yourself? Yeah, because uh, th- there's a lot of things on uh, purpose and destiny and victory and all of that kind of stuff. 
Um, so people look to that and forget that the victory means there's a battle somewhere. And so you got to learn how to fight through the battle in order to get to the victory, the purpose, and the destiny. And so everybody gets excited about the end, and they don't realize that there's a game to be played in between. And so I wanted to make sure that we all understand how to play this game in between. Jesus didn't lie to us. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. So <laughs> he's letting you know what this game is, and he's not asking us to do anything that he himself has not already done. His whole life was trauma, and people forget that. From the day he was born, Herod was trying to kill him. They tried to push him off of a cliff in his own hometown. The Pharisees tried to stone him. He was betrayed by somebody close to him. He was rejected by the people he came to save. So his whole life was trauma. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, uh, sweating with drops of blood, getting crucified, getting beaten. And and this is, this is God going through that. So he yeah, humbled yeah, yeah. himself to the place where he would allow himself to go through all of those battles. And so sometimes we complain because we don't have the right expectation on life, that our life mimics his life. And we need to learn how to mimic it in such a way where we have victory, even though we're facing a battle and we don't have to live as victims. You see why his last name is Evans. Here preaching already. So, 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 all right, let, let, let's live right there a little bit, man, because I'm loving this. And I like to really just grow mature um, here on the show. You said God's whole life was, was, was battles, um, but he, he still lived his life. Right. You know what I'm saying? He still answered his purpose and his calling. Now, we're not God, so we, we can't sit here and do everything God did. But I'm curious from your studying, your education, what did you learn from God that got him through? that still encouraged him to move forward that we could take in the midst of a battle that will keep us going. Even though we, we hear the, we know the word, yeah. there's victory on the other side. It's there's sun at the end of this turn. Yeah, there's yeah, light yeah, over yeah. here, yeah. but it's like, still, I, I know it's there, but where I'm at right now, right. I feel like crying. I feel like giving up. Let's be real. I feel like cursing. I feel like uh, uh, doing something I shouldn't be doing because I don't see the sun. I'm not God. Right. I, I don't. I don't know what's on the other side, but God still moved forward. How can we, as human beings, get 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 forward? Like in my tribe, Jonathan. Like you have a lot of people. They're paying off debt. They're drowning in debt. Yeah. They don't see the freedom, the financial freedom on the other side. They, you know, they're, they're living paycheck to paycheck. Right. They don't see the, the that on the other side. You got people who are watching this show who are married and are like, yo. Do I need a divorce? Because we're going through yeah. a lot right yeah, now. Yeah. So what is something that we can do in the midst mm -hmm. of the battle? Yeah, so this is great. So I tell my kids this all the time. Obedience is the key to freedom. There is no other key. That is the key to access freedom. And a lot of people want to get freedom the wrong way. And so what Jesus did is in the midst of his battle, he remained obedient and he was seated at the right hand of the father. In other words, God exalted him because of his humility to be obedient in the midst of all of the trauma that he was facing. See, what people do is they allow the trials to be a blindfold to their triumph. So just like you said, I can't see it, therefore I can't be it. And that's not true. Mm. Because mm -hmm. faith means that you walk without sight, even though you can't see it, even though you feel differently, even though you're going through the trauma that you're going through. But you know what? As a husband, I'm going to re remain obedient. As, a, uh, as someone who's trying to build my finances and no longer live uh, a life of slavery, check to check and things of that nature, I need to be obedient to what God is calling me to do. I cannot see, we, we teach here 
just because you're struggling financially, do you have the faith, even though you don't see? Uh, do you trust God to still give what God is telling you to give? Or do you say, I can't see it, so I'm going to um, I'm going to self-manufacture my own outcomes. And self That's right. I'm going to self-manufacture. I'm going to make sure I keep more money on me. Why would I give? Why would I pay the tithe to God when I'm running out of money? I can keep that money that belongs to God, and I can keep more money for myself, and therefore keep my head above water. And God is saying, no, 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 no. You don't understand. It's your lack of obedience that has you in prison. And until you obey, you will stay in that prison because you're not as good at being God as I am, but you will be your, your own God and you will get to get the outcomes of you as God and that me, not, not me as God, because you're not depending on me. You're depending on you. You're depending on how you feel. You're depending on what you think. You're depending on where you were raised, your history, what your emotions are telling you. And you're letting other gods, you're obeying other gods. See, you're obedient to somebody, whether you like it or not. You're either obedient mm. to the true God or you're obedient to false gods, but you're obedient to somebody. Mm. So, Jonathan, what, what I hear you saying, bro, is the key to freedom is obedience. Yeah, that's one. there's one key. There's just one key. So what I hear you saying that you did not say is some of the battles that we're going through is because of our lack of obedience. Yes. Some, some, sometimes that's true. Sometimes you have battles that you come in, into because of obedience. When the disciples, mm. when the disciples said, when Jesus told the disciples, Hey, you, uh, let's go to the other side. They were obedient and they, yeah. they hit a storm. So sometimes you're, you, you hit battles because of your own lifestyle or choices you make. But sometimes you hit battles because of your choice to follow Christ. That Jesus says, if you follow me, surely you will suffer as I've suffered. And so there is an expectation as a Christian to live a certain way so that we don't bring about our own battles, but also to learn how to battle even when we are obedient. Because battles come in either one of those uh, quadrants. So I, I, I hope y'all just heard what, what, what my brother just said. He said, sometimes being obedient is going to lead you into a battle. But that's a battle that you're not going into by yourself because you was obedient to the person who told you to go and ask God. That's right. And, 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 here, and it leads me to the next question because if I'm going into a battle with Jesus, then that means I got to have a winning playbook. And we know that you, out of all people on the practical side, know about a winning playbook. What's the difference or, or what difference does it make to have the winning playbook and especially a playbook that you can trust because if I'm going to go into a battle, yeah. then I got to have a playbook and I want, I want the, the, the creator of the playbook to be with me, but how do I know? Um, um, and how do I apply or pretty much what I'm asking is what different does it make to have the playbook I can trust? Well, yeah, that <laughs> that's all the difference in the world. Anthony, let me tell you, um, and talking to you, I feel like I talked to my brother, you know, his name is Anthony too. So we, <laughs> But uh, that's yeah. all the difference in the world, because if I'm a, as a former NFL athlete, you can go out on the field if you want to with the wrong playbook. You're going to get beat up because mm. you are going to face an enemy. See, a part of the game of life or a game of sports or getting into a marriage or dealing with finances, uh, the world, those worlds 
um, have opposition in them. Opposition is embedded in any world that you decide or choose or pray for. There's opposition embedded in it because there's an enemy. And when you have opposition, you need a game plan, a budgetary plan, a marriage plan, a counseling plan, a biblical plan, and a framework in order to understand and have a perspective so that when the defense shifts, you're not thrown off guard. When, 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 when someone blitzes, you understand what to do. There's so many nuances that go on in a marriage or in our uh, personal life or in our family life or in our emotional life, our mental health life. There's so many nuances at play in that, that we need to have a biblical framework and not only a biblical framework, but people who believe biblically, because this is a team. Life is a team sport. You can't break the huddle by yourself and expect to win against the enemy. You have to have people who think like you heard what you heard, want to execute what we've heard, uh, whether it's in church or whether it's in our community group or whether it's uh, just God's word who want to progress in the same direction. Moses was smart enough. The great patriarch of all time said in Exodus 17, I'm going to go to the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. I know I got God with me, but I'm also going to go up there with Aaron and her because as my mm. hands got heavy, they lifted up my hands. Holding the spiritual perspective, even though it's the truth, even though it's a biblical frame of reference, holding the spiritual perspective is hard to do by yourself when you're in the middle of a battle. When you're fighting your spouse to remain spiritual, it's hard to do. Yeah. When you're financially yeah. heavy to remain spiritual, it's hard to do. When you're dealing with a wayward child to remain spiritual and how you handle that situation is hard to do. So if you do it by yourself, your hands will get heavy, the staff of God will come down, and then you'll lose in the valley. <laughs> he just sat back. <laughs> I, I gotta ask. I, I gotta ask this question because it sounds like a lot of these battles that we go through because we're obedient are actually necessary in life. No doubt about it. But what do we gain from those non-easy times? What do we gain from going through a battle because it doesn't feel good? And sometimes it doesn't even look good. It looks like God is punishing us. It looks like we're, we're going through something that is not good or healthy. But from reading your book and then from listening to you right now, it sounds like you're saying that some battles are necessary in life. I need you to break that down, man, because I'll be honest. Some battles I see <laughs> on the other side that they were necessary. Yeah, yeah. But in some battles, I'm like, God, why in the world is this happening to me? I've been faithful. Can I just be real with you, Anthony? We be real at the table. I'm not having sex before marriage. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm loving people. Yeah. I'm being, I'm, 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 I'm giving. I'm giving you tithes, God. Mm -hmm. I'm not just giving you 10%. I'm giving you tithes and offerings. You know, I'm, I'm being faithful. I'm, I'm operating, but why am I still going through this? And and and, and I, I know the answer, man. But I really want you to break it down. Why, why are battles necessary in life? What do we gain when we're going through those? Man, battles? that's a, a good question. And the, the the old song, the old church song, comes into my head. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. You know, remember singing that? <laughs> yes, sir. You know, you, yeah. I'm in the Lord's army. He talks about the the. Um, um, the spiritual weapons that we have uh, because there is an there is an army okay of the Lord so if you're yeah. in the Lord's army and he's the captain should he not train his lieutenants 
Should the people who are in the war have no training? Should the people Ooh. in the war have no sweat, blood, and tears? How are you going to fight the battles that God is calling you to fight as uh, the, the people um, if he has not trained you and taken you through a process? And I'll tell you what my mom told me before she passed away in 2019. She said, Jonathan, you must never give up, even um, with what I'm going through. You can never give up because here it is. She said, your greatest ministry will always come out of your greatest misery. And when you understand what Mama Lo just said, Mama Lo said, her name is Lois Evans. They call her Mama Lo. She said, your greatest ministry will come right out of your greatest misery. And if you think about the areas in your life you love helping people, it's probably the area in your life you were hurt the most. Because yeah. not only do you have something to say, you got more than book knowledge. You have experiential knowledge. And remember, this is Jesus' life. We serve a great high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses. Well, why can he sympathize? Because he was tempted in all things as well. Because he was rejected. Because he was betrayed. Because he was in the Garden of Gethsemane sweating. Because he had that anxiety. Because he felt all of those things that we feel. So him going through the process gave him a different level of, of, of being able to minister and sit with us and sympathize with us um, than he would have had otherwise. See, in the person of Jesus Christ, God has more than, uh, than uh, cognitive omniscience, all-knowingness. All in the person of Jesus Christ, he has cognitive and experiential omniscience. And so um, he passes that down to his soldiers who are in the war. I don't want you to just read books. That's not good enough. I want you to have the experience. So not only can you help someone, but you can sympathize with the person you're helping. And I think uh, Joseph says it best, Genesis 50, 20. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result so that I can preserve many people alive. That is the testimony of the ages. That's what everybody's testimony is, Anthony. It, it, it was meant for evil, but when God showed up, good showed up. He was yep. able to take it, turn it, so that I can be in the place that I am now, the testimony place. Mm -hmm. And the place that I am now, I can turn back. I can have the channel that you have, Anthony, which preserves a whole lot of people alive. Yes, sir. That's yes, sir. And that's why he allows it to happen. You know, it's so funny. It's I 20. Yeah, I was 20 years old, 19, 19, 19 years old. And I was homeless sleeping in the back of my car. And, and it's so funny how you said, man, the things that you really love to do, the things that you really want to help people out tends to come from your drama, not drama, but your trauma, right. right? And the reason why I'm so passionate about helping people get out of debt and build healthy relationships is because when I was 19 years old, I was drowning in debt, sleeping in my car as a homeless person. And I did that because I had unhealthy relationships. I wanted to impress ladies. I wanted to impress people. I wanted to impress the relationships uh, that was around me. So I was buying things to impress them that ultimately landed me in a, in a homeless situation because I was spending money to impress rather than spending money to actually pay my bills right. on time, rather than spending money to do the right things. And my dad was like, yo, since you think you're a grown man, we're not going to sit here and pay for all your stuff. Get out of our house since you don't want to do the right thing. Right. And then I was homeless. Mm. 
And then now at 38 years old in life, I want to help people avoid making those financial mistakes. I want to help people build wealth. And Mama Lo was right. It's like, hey, your, your greatest gift is going to come from that hardest time of your That's life. Right. And man, it, it's, it's, it's just so... It's, man, I'm sitting here thinking like, man. That's the testimony. But, but you, it, it's, it's, it is a testimony. Yeah. And, and really, it's now I've, I've taken that, that passion on the inside, and now I serve people. I help people experience and, and get to a level to where they can have financial freedom because of a battle that I went through. And now watch this. I am going through battles. You're right, because I'm being obedient. You know, one of my messages is no debt. And so now I'm always attacked about, oh, you got to have this. You got to have debt. You got to da, 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 da. And people just attacking me, attacking me. I'm like, you know what? It's good. God's called me to teach this message. This is the message that I'm going to teach. Right. And man, I, I, I just, I appreciate you. And in, and in this book, uh, you really talked about a lot of different things. And I, and I wrote this question down because in your book, you say um, that, that there are certain strategies uh, that we might not even recognize as the enemy at work. And so I want to ask you, what are some of the most creative methods that get used to prevent us from winning our battles in life? Because based upon you, you're saying there's a lot that comes after the battle that, we, that we're going to learn, we're going to grow and evolve. Yeah. But some things we don't even understand that the enemy knows we're going through a battle. The enemy knows that if we get through this battle, there's victory on the other side. So it sounds like he'll come in, create something that looks good, mm-hmm. sounds attractive. And as a single person, Anthony, I'm going to keep it real with you. I know this is, your first time, this is your first time on my show, but for me, it's a beautiful woman. Yeah, right. no and it's like, and I'm not saying that she's the enemy. I'm not saying that at right. all. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying, that is a distraction to me. Yeah, no doubt. And it's like, 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 how do we recognize, okay, the enemy is trying to prevent me from getting through this season of my life to to get the victory to represent for the kingdom and watch this to 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 grow to evolve to accomplish the things i need to accomplish how do we identify what's the enemy and what's not the enemy yeah well that i think that's a great question i think some of that um is shown in the garden uh because it's very interesting with what the enemy did uh with adam and eve is he went to eve and he just he, he he buttered her up on something he said that the the day you eat from this, you you won't surely die. So he canceled out God's word. But he also said, "Well, God just knows that you'll be like Him when you eat this." Okay, there's a there's a major issue that he brought up. Hmm. The enemy will try to get you to do something in the illegitimate way hmm. to get something that you already legitimately have. Ooh. Adam and Eve were already like God. They were created in his image. God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So he had already created them like him. He had already given them uh, the perfection. He had already given him his presence. He had already given him a perfect place. They had already, they, 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 they had the attributes based on God's image. And what the enemy did is let me get you to be disobedient to gain victory that you already have anyway. And so a lot of times we'll go after something uh, in an illegitimate way and we'll think that we're doing it for a legitimate cause, but we're trying to get victory that we already possess. One of the most uh, frustrating things was when I was walking through my house looking for my cell phone 
And then after an hour of looking, it rang in my back pocket. <laughs> it, it, is, it is frustrating to try to go get something you already got. And I need people to understand uh, that you already are a victor. So what happens is, is because of the work of Jesus Christ in your life, you have already gotten victory. So now in your battle, you're fighting for victory. Mm. And you'll end up going after it in illegitimate ways because you're trying to get something you already got. You're not supposed mm. to fight for victory in any battle. You're supposed to fight from victory in every battle. Mm. So I don't mm. have to do anything illegitimate because victory is already in my hands. Victory has mm. already been won. All I have to do is continue to be obedient so I don't mess up the garden that God has me in, the destiny that he's taking me to, the purpose that he has for me, because the enemy will try to get you to do illegitimate things to try to get something you legitimately already have. And once you start doing this, you walk right out of the garden that God has for you. It was it was an illustration for me. How many times are we walking around searching doing illegit things, forming, going after the wrong relationships when we already have everything we need on the inside of us. That's right. We, we, we've, got, you know, we've got that victory and we've got to understand that. Man, I, that was so funny, man. I had on a crossbody and I relate to your story and I was like, Yo, I got to find my keys. I got to find my keys. And I, I was hitting my pocket. Cause I was like, well, it's my pocket. It's not in my pocket, but I had on my crossbody and I was searching the whole house. And I was flipping up the couch, flipping up in the bed, like, what, what? I was looking through all my clothes, like, where, where is my dad? I went in a car. I still couldn't find my keys. And, and I was searching, 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 I was searching. And then I just sat down. That's right. And when I sat down, I said, all right, pause. Think. Mm. I touched my crossbody. As soon as I touched it, I heard the keys. <laughs> And I think sometimes we're chasing things that if we just sit still Ooh. and just listen and trust That's God, right. he will tell us exactly, hey, and show us, you already have it. It's right there on the inside of you. It's right here. It's right there. It's already yours. But you were so busy, so busy. doing things you should not have been doing. Yeah. And if you just would have set your behind still and said, okay, God, what do you have for me in this season? You would have got through this season a lot quicker. Be still and know that I am God. Oh, my God. Ah, man, 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 man. Fighting your battles, man. Um, what would you describe as the main message in this book? Because I really want uh, my tribe to 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 get this book. This is going to be the book of the month, you guys. This is going to be the book of the month. Um, this is why I really wanted to get him on the show, man. We was having some audio difficulties before jumping on the show. He's like, yo, man, let me know if we got to reschedule because of this. I was like, no, 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 no. We need this interview right now. <laughs> we need this interview uh, right now because I, I read the book, fam, and and this book will bless you. Um, and, and for me, this is my first book reading uh, by by Jonathan, and I'm gonna tell you, man, his dad is is my number one favorite teacher and a communicator of the, of the Bible. And this brother did not let me down at all. Like I could tell, he comes from Dr. Tony Evans because this book blessed me tremendously. So we're gonna drop a link to the book in today's show notes, um, and I want y'all to get it. But Jonathan, I really want you to describe what's the main message of this book, 
and what's your vision for how or how it can encourage people uh, spiritually in the difficult times that they're going through right now? Because, you know, we're in the midst of, of a recession, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a small one, but it's still a recession. Uh, we're in the midst of a high inflation. Um, people um, are their, their their cost is going up, but their jobs are not going up. That's in right. um, people are discouraged. People are worried. They're concerned. And right now you got a lot of people going through a battle. So I'm curious to you, man, how can this book help us? What's the message behind the book? And what's your vision to how it can encourage us during these hard times? Yeah, so I would say in a short phrase that it's uh, the strategy for experiencing the win in a war you've already won. Um, I would say that that's what it is. It's the strategies. It takes you through the strategies and the battles that people had not only in the Bible, but in my personal life. So one of the unique things about this book is that there's QR codes in the book every three chapters. And those QR codes you scan and there's a video of me coming up, walking with you, providing community and telling you about my personal issues and stories. One of the videos is me and my wife talking about our four miscarriages. And so in the book, you have not not only the reading, but you have the videos um, to walk with you through this book. But we want people to experience the win. It's one thing to be a winner, or be saved or or even have money and not experience wealth, not experience mm. um, what it is to do it uh, the right way. So um, that's what it's about. And we want people to be able to be in the middle of the storm and be standing on top of the water like Peter. The storm may not change, but I'm standing on top of it. I'm changed in the storm. So we want people, the experience to be, while it doesn't change, you are changed. Man, come on now. Uh, I'm curious before we, we end this show, um, what's one strategy we can look forward to learning so we can't be standing on water? Yeah. Well, what is one of those? Uh, the, the, one of the biggest ones I love that I learned in my life is uh, stewardship versus ownership. People think stewardship just relates to how they steward money or how they steward materials or how they steward the, the things that God has given to them. But Second Chronicles 2015 says, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. So even your hardship, you're supposed to steward, not own. You're wow. not supposed to take ownership and say, this is my struggle, this is my battle. It's one you're going through, but we have to learn how to make a trade just like we do with our money. It's not our money, it's God's money. How do I steward it? Right. It's not my family, not my kids. These are This is God's family, God's kids. How do I steward it? This is not my battle, this is God's battle. How do I steward it? And the way that you know that you're becoming a steward is if you no longer are burdened by it at, in the, at the same weight because you're no longer taking responsibility to manipulate its outcome. And when you give God the outcome, you say, God, hey, I'm going to keep obeying. I'm giving you the outcome. I'm letting you have it. You take it where you want to take it. You take me where you want me to go. You help me learn what you want me to learn. And I'll be right there to do those things as I steward, but I'm going to let you be the owner. And so once you do that, uh, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. It's his yoke. See, the burden is light and my yoke is easy. Well, if the mm. burden is not light. And the yoke is not easy. That's because you haven't taken his yoke. You've taken your yoke. And until we get to a place where we're able to give it to God and make a trade, God, I'm going to pray, uh, supplication, make my request known. 
and I want to give you what I need, and then I'm going to let you hand me a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I know I have it because I won't understand why I have peace. And so we've got to learn how to make that trade with God with stewardship and not ownership. Not ownership. Come on, man. Man. No matter what you're going through right now, you guys, everything that we're going through right now, um, the battle is the Lord's. Steward it well. Hand it over to him. One of my philosophies is pray like it all depends on him and work like it all depends on me and, and let him be uh, the navigator of our life. And he will provide the correct playbook and just follow that playbook. And and I want to encourage you to get this book, Fighting Your Battles, because they give you the playbook. They give you the strategies on how you can win um, coming out of this season of your life. And actually, the truth is you've already won, like he said. You just got to go through the process, man. Um, Anthony, how, um, not Anthony, uh, Jonathan, how can they uh, gather more information about you, your book, and everything uh, that you have going on in your life right now? Well, yeah, I mean, we've got uh, Jonathan Blake Evans. That's my whole name. So whether it's Instagram, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Facebook, uh, you can follow me there. We even have a children's series out now, a cartoon uh, called Stories from the Storyteller on my YouTube channel. So your kids um, can watch it, and it gives modern biblical stories, and then y'all can have great conversation about it. And so we're building the kingdom as much as we can um, in as many ways as we can. So just find the name or JonathanBlakeEvans.com. Just find the name and you find me. That sounds good. And we're going to make sure that's easy for y'all. We're going to have JonathanBlakeEvans.com in today's show notes. We'll also have a direct link to his book uh, because that is the book of the month that we're reading this month. So please check it out. Um, and also, man, um, as you're reading it, if, if anything blesses you, if anything uh, stands out, don't forget to highlight it, take a screenshot of it and post it. And then make sure you tag him on there. And when you tag him, say, hey, you know what? I got it from Anthony O'Neill on the table so we both can share uh, the good news of the gospel throughout all of our platforms. So look at what we just did. You got it. You shared it on your platform. You tag Jonathan, and he's going to share it on his platform. You tag me, we're going to share it on my platform. Now we just touch thousands together, spreading the gospel, uh, because this is what this table is all about. And so, man, thank you so much, Jonathan, for jumping on and 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 uh, sharing uh, with the gift that God has given you. Um, and, man, I can't wait to have you back on the show. Next time I got to have you in 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 the studio so we can really share and have a good time, man. So appreciate you, my brother. No doubt about it. Thank you, Andrew. Yo, we'll see y'all on the next show. Peace out, fam.